The word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to BromleyTownChurch.com. What I'm sharing this morning um, is something that is about my own personal journey, uh, where God is taking us uh, on mission in Portugal as a family. Um, But I believe, actually, this is for you guys as well. I know that uh, in this season, as Yomi has just shared, next week you're on the streets. There's a, there's a shift in taking place in outreach. And, and my hope is to speak into, into that, um, particularly to allay fears, particularly for us to think about what we've got, what I have, what you have, I can give. You can give. I want to tell you this morning that those who are in Christ, you have something that people need. There's something that you have received from God that there is a people that are desperate to receive. And I'm hoping that what I share this morning is, uh, is the Spirit speaking. I'm hoping for some freedom. I feel fairly free. Um, but above all, you know, I'm thirsty to see Jesus do his work upon the earth. My desire is that more and more people come to him to receive what he has. And I hope that's the same for you. And uh, the reason I want to step into a bit of freedom and may say some more challenging things this morning is because I believe that God right now is stirring up his church to, be, uh, to demonstrate his spirit and power upon the earth. It says that in the last days, there will be a people who are lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And there'll be a form of godliness, but denying his power. I suppose this morning, there's two things taking place. I'm trying to tell you, you don't have to fear. You already have what you need. But I'm also calling us up to be a people who operate in the spirit and the power of God. And this is my journey. We were even singing about the, the, the seas roaring. We've been singing about how there's so much chaos in the world today. There's so much chaos in people's lives. Perhaps people that have experienced comfort for many, many years, suddenly they're feeling greater fear, greater kind of anxiety. What's coming next? There's a wonderful opportunity because we have exactly what people need. The United Kingdom is ripe for the demonstration of the spirit and power of God. And what we have is exactly that, even though sometimes we don't realize it. So we're going to read from the book of 1 Corinthians. If you have a Bible, it's going to come up on the screen. From verse 18 of chapter 1 through to verse 5 of chapter 2. I'm going to take it fairly slow, although I don't want to run out of time. (laughs) For the message of the cross 
is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign, Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews a stumbling block, to the Greeks foolishness, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. In chapter 2, just the first five verses. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should, be not, should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen. It was actually, I was here. I've come to a couple of the Thursday morning prayer meetings while I've been here. It's nice to be back. They're good. I can say this now, you should be there. <laughs> With a bit more freedom. You can be there, they're a good place to be. And we were praying, and these verses... Uh, touched my heart as we were praying for situations and circumstances that felt way too impossible, way too big, way too complicated. Things that with earthly wisdom, no one can overcome. And we see here, the power of God is what we need to break in to circumstances that we face. So often, the reality is, we have nothing much to offer of ourselves. Have you ever come across a situation, you just know, I, I don't have anything to say or to offer. Sometimes we just say something for the sake of it to try and encourage. But the reality is we can be struck with an onslaught of brokenness and think, whoa, 
I haven't got anything. I don't have anything to offer. Here, I want to bring us back to the one thing we have. I want to bring us back to the only thing we've got. And this is the journey that I'm walking on. Because while when we think of the things that God can do, and the fact that he wants to do it through us, again, we can be overwhelmed with that. Do you ever think that when we come up against a situation, we know, I didn't have anything to offer. I didn't offer anything good. I didn't even mention Jesus. Do you think Jesus looks down and says, you know, look at them. They're just weak and don't know what they're doing. He doesn't do that. His desire is to reveal himself through us. Truly, his desire is to work through us. And if we are to take steps of walking in humility and boldness, I have no doubt that the promise of God is that he wants to release his power through us. Jesus himself says that as the Spirit was going in John 14, as he was going, he was going to send the Spirit And he says that he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Not easy scriptures. Challenging scriptures because Jesus is simply saying, you know all the things I did? Raising the dead, healing the sick, delivering people from demons, preaching the message of the kingdom on the streets. Those things that I did, you will do also. Also, and greater, and greater. I'm in a place today where I'm saying, Lord, I am after the greater things. I'm longing for the greater things because my wisdom is not going to help people. More and more, we're going to be faced with situations that are far greater, far greater than we've ever been able to work through. Sometimes we do obviously preach the gospel. We have words. Other times we do hand people support, time, energy. And that's good. We as the church should be doing those things. But we need the power of God to be demonstrated in the earth today. The challenge is this. is that God wants to do it through us. He wants to do it through you, and he wants to do it through me. His heart is always to partner. But therefore, it's necessary for us to be willing to say yes to him. As we have just read, the first verse from 1 Corinthians, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. The perishing, those who are yet to be saved, those who have rejected God. The cross is utter foolishness. To those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. One of the things when it comes to outreach, when it comes to anything, uh, any opportunity you have to share your faith in Jesus, we will, to them, look foolish. And we have to overcome that. In fact, I believe we have to embrace that. Embrace sometimes, perhaps every time, 
every knock on the door that you're going to make on someone's house, you've got to say, I'm a fool for Jesus. You've got to say it. You may be and likely be rejected at times. You may, as soon as you words come out, you might think, this isn't even making sense. The Holy Spirit might say, ask to pray for them. And you might kneel by their side and just lay a hand and ask God to move. The thing about it is that when you step out and choose to trust Jesus and upon his wisdom rather than the wisdom of the world, every time you do that, it's an opportunity for the fleshly pride that builds up in us to be removed. This is why I believe it's so necessary. Whether you think you're an evangelist or not, it's necessary to share your faith. And I want to encourage any of you who's saying, I could never do that, to say, why don't I just give it a go? Perhaps you'll see that you're learning to trust Jesus in ways that you hadn't before. You see, the very thing that my life is built upon the very foundation of who I'm living for, why I do what I do, why we move to Portugal, why we raise our kids in a particular way, is because I stand upon the truth of the cross, the message of the cross in my life. The very thing that I build my life upon is utter foolishness to the majority of the world. The message of the cross, the means of salvation, the king of the universe dying on a cross is ludicrous to the world. That I have received eternal life, the freedom from sin, the forgiveness, and the sonship of God is madness to the world. But it's the power of God for me because I am being saved through it. I want to remind you this morning, you have the cross working for you. You have the power of God working in your life. You have everything you need because Christ has done it for you. Because of the cross, you are a new creation. Because of the cross, your heart is being transformed. Because of the cross, fear has to flee. Because of the cross, you are a forgiven man. You are free in Jesus Christ. So as Paul is saying these things to the Corinthians church. He's just reminding them afresh. Who are the wise, he says. And where are they? Where is the scribe? You know, you know we're talking about a time. The people that wrote, they were the, you know, the experts. They were the learned. They were the educated. And he's asking, where are they? Where is the disputer of this age? Has God... Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? The very things that we will share, we speak about, we uh, release to those around us, it's foolishness, it's madness. But God says that he makes foolish the wisdom of the world. Verse 21, we read it says, For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. You can't know God through education. You can't know God through wisdom. God reveals himself to the heart. 
This is why outreach is so necessary. The world does not know God. It's made clear. The world does not know their maker. And Paul is reminding them afresh that he's taking purposefully, he's taking the foolish. He's taking those who are willing to be a fool to share his message. We, when it says here in verse, um, verse 19, it refers to the, the disputer, verse 20, the disputer of the age. I believe personally speaking about Satan in this moment, and I believe in every age until he falls, he's going to be disputing the truth over and over again. Jesus came to seek and save the lost, even as we heard from it earlier. But consistently, Satan comes to cause you and I to trust in something other than the power of the cross at work in our lives. Jesus came for those who knew they were sick, not for those that thought everything was fine. Jesus came for those who knew they were blind, not for those who thought, I understand it, I see it, I know everything that's taking place. The message of the cross is for the lowly, for the broken. And whenever you knock on doors, who are you going to find? You're going to find the broken. You're going to find chaos. You're going to find situations and circumstances that only the power of God can break through in. The question is this, are you willing, can you become a fall for Christ. Paul writes in Romans 1, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, first for the Jew and also for the Greek. For in the righteousness of God, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall be, live by faith. I'm just here to remind you, we have the cross. We have the message of the cross. We have the gospel of Christ crucified. And that is the power of God unto salvation. I believe actually there is a time coming when the very things that people have held on to for security are the very things that are being shaken, that are falling away. Good friend of ours in Portugal, uh, we baptized her this year. She came to us very newly saved. And she'd come out of uh, the new age religion, let's call it. And she wasn't just dabbling in a bit of like forms of meditation or uh, various kind of things. I don't know much about it. But I could talk to her. But she was writing books. She was doing seminars. She was exporting this new age uh, process of thinking and connecting to the spirits and, and so forth. Until one day, early on in the, in, in the midst of COVID, she said she was sitting in her car and everything tumbled down. Everything that she was trusting in, suddenly she saw that it was a facade. It was a lie. There was nothing in it that could ground her. And it just fell before. She went through this deep, humbling process way before she even came to know that Christ was the answer. 
Because God goes before us, I believe that when we're going out to preach the gospel, there'll be those for whom everything has already been shaken up. They've been humbled. They're in a place where I need something and I don't know what it is. What they need is the message of Christ Jesus. Our friend Vibeke, she's Danish, and uh, she was with us for about 18 months, baptized her, and she's back now in Denmark. She's already gathered a small group around her. They're sharing the word. They're baptizing others that have come out of the New Age world. And she's seeing amazing things happen, and it's such a blessing to see what God does. But this thing, who are we trusting in? Who is the world looking to for security? For her, she was trusting before this humbling moment came in her knowledge. But as food prices rise, as energy bills spiral, as shakings come, as confusion increases, what do we have? What do we stand on? You and I, those of you that belong to Jesus, we have the message of Christ crucified. I know where I am going. So in the midst of the spiritual battle, when the disputer, when Satan is coming against us, and he's trying to contradict the truth of the, of the cross, he's trying to destroy its power for us to deny its power. He wants us to forget what the cross has done for us. I believe that he does this in every age. In, in fact, as we hear the gospel message here, it's all about the message is for the lowly, the broken, and the, the everyman. It's for those who have no status or power. That's who Christ came for. Satan has always sought to maintain that the, the educated, the powerful, dictate, coerce, tell the poor how to live and what to do. That's what religion has done. Don't put the gospel into the power of the people. Don't put the power of God into their hands. It's why the Pharisees hated what Jesus was doing. And it's why the early church came against so much persecution. Because the fisherman was walking in the power of God. We have the cross at work in us. Verse 27, as we read earlier, God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty. If you're feeling weak, you're in good company. If you're feeling like you haven't got much to offer, that's the best place to be. Just be willing to look foolish. Just be willing to be a fool. I remember um, a song came out in my youth called King of Fools by a band called Delirious. And I... For about 20 years, I didn't really understand what that even meant. What's a, what? Who's the king of fools? What's going on there? Well, it's when you come to these scriptures and you say, like, ah, I think Jesus delights in us when we come with nothing. In fact, it's better. It's better when we come with nothing because then we can be filled with him. I believe we should embrace foolishness. You know, I don't stand here before you today as a professor 
or some great lecturer. I don't come with much expertise at all. And what the Lord is teaching me more and more is to reject that. Perhaps in your workplace, yes, you've got to operate in that. But when it comes to the cross, when it comes to doing the work of Christ, come just as you are and say, Lord, I want to yield to you. That's where I'm desiring to be. Paul said himself, I didn't come or I don't come with excellence of speech. I don't come with great wisdom. Thank you. Thank you, Paul, that you said that. It's releasing for us. We don't have to have it all. We don't have to know it all. We just have to know that the cross works. I have a testimony that the cross is the power of God in my life. In uh, the second chapter, as we read, Paul writes, I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. It's the only thing. It's the only thing we need to bring. Let's not try and bring other wisdom. Let's not try and bring other, other kind of uh, pearls of advice. Let's bring the cross of Christ. It's the only thing that they truly need. We don't come to persuade with our words. We don't come to convince through debate and wisdom. We come simply with the message of the cross and say, Lord, let the Holy Spirit convict. Paul says the only thing he came with was a demonstration of the spirit and power. That your faith should be in the, not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. The truth is this. If you bring such wisdom, the people start following you. We don't want people to follow us. We don't want people to follow uh, what we've got in our heads. We need people to follow Jesus and what he has for them. We need God to reveal himself to them. And yet, he wants to use us. The world needs the power of God. The world needs a move of God. The world needs to see the authority and the power of the cross. And it may not happen on our TV screens before everyone, but it will happen in our one-to-one conversations and connections when God moves and breaks in and they're like, wow, it is true. It is true. Every single day we can come up against situations, addiction, brokenness, sickness, deep spiritual battles and demonic forces that no wisdom, no expert, no doctor nor politician, no uh, social service can deal with. Whether it's on an individual basis or whether it's a, something that's over a community, uh, like a spiritual hold or blockage, it's only the power of God that can overcome. I want to remind you today, we have that. Because we have the cross. That which is foolish to the world is saving us. It's the power of God in our lives. 
There's no, there's nothing in this world that the cross has not dealt with. There's no evil that the cross has not overcome. There's no sickness that the cross now or in a time to come has dealt with. There's no situation nor circumstance that you are working through today that you can't say Christ hasn't been victorious over already. The cross is what has worked for us and will work for us should we believe it. And it's what the people need. In your own situation this morning, you might be thinking, where is God? (coughs) And I'll say to you, God came and he died for you. You might be in suffering and pain and asking, why is this so hard? And I'll say, Jesus suffered for you. You might be saying, what about my loss and my rejection? And I'll say, the Father gave his only Son for you. There's nothing that in the cross doesn't identify with your situation and circumstances. Jesus bore all our diseases. Jesus was rejected for us. Jesus dealt with all injustice, corruption, brokenness, all on the cross. It's the cross that reveals the love of God for mankind. It's the cross that reveals Christ's heart for you. It's the cross that shows that God is angry at sin and injustice. It's the cross that shows us that God is longing for his people. I believe that on the cross, Jesus took your sins. He bore your burdens. He paid your price. He took your shame. It's the cross where all was dealt. So when people say, well, what have I got to offer? We've got the cross. We've got the message of the cross. It's what we have to give. Truly, I believe it's the only thing of worth. It's the only thing of worth that we can give. I've got nothing. If Paul says, I've got nothing, I only have Christ crucified, it's enough for us, right? So in your outreach journey, I want to remind you, purposely choose the impossible situations. You might know a neighbor already whose situation is wild, and you might be thinking, I might not pop over there because it's just mad, like the corruption, the, the, like, the, the, sorry, the, the chaos and everything that's going on there. I'm telling you, go to that house. They're the ones whose hearts will be open. They'll be ready because they need a solution in their situation. I want to just bring before you one impossible situation in Scripture. It's found in the book of Acts. And it's, to be fast, it's early on, chapter 3, Peter and John, they're going to pray and they come across a lame man by the gate. Verse 6, the the man is looking to them saying, he's going to give me some money. He's going to give me something I need. We can give people money. We can give people money. Think about poverty. We got money. We can give people money. Peter says, He probably had something, but he says, silver and gold I do not have, 
but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankles, uh, ankle bones received strength. And so he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. I've had to, I would spend a bit more time with that. But I think you get the gist. What we have is the name of Jesus Christ. That's what they had. It's the message of the cross that enabled them to, to offer what they had received. It's the only thing we've got. It's the only thing we can offer. And we have what they have. If you've received the Spirit, if you've put your trust in Jesus, you have the name of Jesus to call upon in any circumstances. They made it clear that it wasn't them. Later in the chapter, verse 12, people are looking at them. and He says, why do you marvel at us? Or why do you look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? They have nothing but the power of the cross working through them. If you've got God in every situation, you've got a majority. doesn't matter what situation you come against. If you've got God on your side, you've got the creator of the heavens and the earth. It's the same Holy Spirit that worked through Peter and John in this moment that we have received today. It's the same Jesus, it's the same cross that's working for us, that we worked for them. It's the same, uh, the same power of God and whatever situation we might face, nothing is too big for God. In Matthew 10, as, as Jesus was sending out the disciples, he said, Heal the sick, raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. If the cross has worked for you, you have the power of God available for others in you. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.